Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. I am Greg Sussman. He is Frank Stample. What's happening, Frank? Hey, happy hump day to you. Greg, we had no idea where you were yesterday. So Chris Venture, the closer, and myself, we had to hold it down. Yeah, so I, uh, I can tell you now, uh, I will not be here next Monday again. All right. I will be at the Meadowlands. The closer, Chris Venture. I hope you heard it. I will not Fire be here him next, up. I will not be here next Friday again. Okay. Why is that? Uh, I have a wedding in Florida. You have a wedding. Okay. So you realize that the name of the show is Best Friends Forever. Girl. Right. It's not my wedding. You were invited to my wedding. Yeah, no, I realize that. But, you know, I think doing a show with your best friend probably takes precedence over anything else. I Listen. Including I, anything Meadowlands related, if Mike Cardano is out there watching or listening right now. We're best friends. So, we can't split up the best friends. So I made... We're trying to work uh, I, I made sure I was here yesterday uh, to do what we had to do at MSG. I was there with you. We did a wonderful yeah. job. I, I was, watched it. I was, it was happy great. you were there for something, Greg. It was great. I was actually really pumped. I took a picture of it yesterday, Frank. Uh, my sweater matched my shoes. It looked great. You were wearing purple shoes on the day the Knicks were going up against the Lakers, right. so we'll have to have a talk about some sure. kind of color coordination. That's probably the reason why the Knicks lost by 30 last night. Maybe it was, but I looked good. <laughs> anyway, so I made sure I was back for that. Uh, when I left yesterday the Meadowlands, they told me, quote, uh, next Monday, plan to be here all day. I go, okay. All right. So. Maybe you can do the show from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Maybe? I'll be here. You could do it from there. Should we try to do that? Maybe we'll try it out. I just started right. it right here. Here you we know go. What? We'll make not it work. A, Fantasy BFF. Not a bad idea. I All will, I have is great ideas. I've been trying to tell people this forever. What is this, Monday? You know what? I will see if I can get away with that. All right. I will see. If, I can if get away not, with that. the closer. Down in the pit. You heard it. And then you're next, next up. Friday, you're on deck. Next Friday, I'm out. Next, next Friday, Friday, you're out. Can't do next Friday. I'm going to say I can Skype Who's, it. Whose wedding is this? Judy's a bridesmaid. It's one of her friends. Okay. I'd rather be here. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to do? What time are you leaving? What, the night before? Thursday yeah, night? Yeah, so I will be here. I have a, nine, I have a 9.30 flight. That I have Where is this wedding? Uh, in Miami. Miami. Huh. So you're gonna get, she, are you going to get called out by Floridians again for being over 40 years old? If I, just like I am today, <laughs> probably. 
Well, I mean, the Lacoste shirt, um, uh, I guess Lacoste is kind of older now. Is it? I mean, so I went to yeah. a, you know what? I, I haven't mean, really seen people wear Lacoste in a while. I went to a Lacoste store when I was in Florida last month. You didn't bring me back anything? I would love a Lacoste. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Come on, man. Your birthday just passed, Frank. Yeah, so what? I gave you a whole it's wedding. It's coming again? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, got, I, got, I actually bought a Lacoste. It was on sale. I bought a new Lacoste shirt. How much? How much you pay for that? This is not, wasn't the one. Oh, all right. How well, much did you pay for one. the new Lacoste? Just 30 bucks. 30 bucks. All right. From an outlet or whatever? No, it was on sale during oh, the holidays. Sale. Yeah. All right. Nice. Wasn't bad. Pretty good. It was, it was like this, but like green. It's cool. All right. I will, uh, I will wear it at some point. I don't have it. So you don't want to Skype with me from Florida? Or I would. That's what I was thinking if I yeah. could. But at that time, I know I'm going to be driving. You're going to be driving. Yeah, because I got to drop Judy off at the rehearsal. That's at 3 o'clock. And I got to drive her there uh, from Boca to there. All right. Well, I, you know, I have to have a talk with all these people, man. Because, you know, people are getting confused. The viewers are getting confused, Greg. Right, you were, I believe we're supposed to be best friends. You weren't here last Thursday. We're supposed to do I, shows I was here together. last Thursday. Where were you? I was still recovering from the New Year. You know? Okay. Now whose fault is that? two-day hangover. I understand. <laughs> you, well, to be fair, I mean, most people probably shouldn't have work for the rest of the year. <laughs> Let's just all start this week, right? Let's start January 6th. But it was that's, like, that's when the work week should start But it wasn't like year. I wasn't working yesterday. You know how hard I was working No, yesterday. you were, but I, I don't know. We just, you know how hard I'm working today. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. Maybe for the wedding thing. Everything it's else, me, it's Judy. You, know, you having to be in Meadowlands right. and stuff. I need you here. I, what about Frank time? Frank and Greg time. I agree. Two to three is Frank and Greg time. It is Frank. It's my favorite time of the day. It is I your favorite you, time. I tell of you day. that every day. It is the time of the day when you could tell us how you feel about Joe Judge. Oh my God! Becoming dude, I can't wait. The next head coach of the New York Giants. All rise. So I was gonna wait until after the break to get into that. You have it. Go get it for me. Go get it for me. Thank you. This is this is fantastic. All right, this is, I need a Giants one now, too. This is awesome. So Frank, for those listening to the podcast, uh, just got me the uh, Aaron Judge uh, gavel that was forgotten in the Yankee Stadium, which is fantastic. I'm sure, I'm assuming we'll have a Giants one soon enough, which is great. We don't have to wait till the break, right? Well, give, give, give us a little I, preview. I, I'm not give do us that. a little taste. I got other stuff I got to talk about first. All right, how about, how about you tell us how you feel about not getting Matt Rule? That's, that? all, that's all coming after the break. Oh, come on. I'm going to take you through my I day. I want to talk about sophomores in fantasy we're, football we're after gonna the do break. That? We have an hour. All right, well, we an, hour. an hour goes fast. It does. When we have this and we just time. wasted five minutes talking that, about... Wasting? How is that wasting? Your, your, your Lacoste it's shirt. fantastic content. And, and not being here, it as is, always. It is expert content. This is what people are here for. Now, if you say so. Frank, did you uh, check out Jeopardy last night? Did I watch Jeopardy, Greg? Yeah. You can answer your own question. It, well, it's not like Do you a, think a I watched TV? Jeopardy? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a I sport. Haven't, I haven't watched Jeopardy since I was a bartender, and that's because I was forced to watch it. You like Jeopardy? Everybody likes Jeopardy. I don't not like it, but I don't seek it out. Last night, it's like the... Last night I went home, I, I went for a run in the you? drizzle. You're running? Went for a run? Dieting? Some pull-ups in the park? What is Some happening? push-ups? Did you, like weigh, Frank. did you like weigh yourself? Probably, your, probably won't be doing it by next week. But. Did you like weigh yourself and be like, oh God? No. I weighed myself over the weekend. I lost four pounds in a week. Let's go! Go. Where, now, where are you? Where were you compared to where you were uh, January last year? So, you know what's crazy is... I was already down 10 pounds at the start of this month as compared to where I was last year. It's fantastic. When I saw that, I said, I don't even need this diet. Why not? I should be eating bacon, egg, and cheese every morning. Well, starting February 1st, well, you What will. am I doing? Day after the Super Bowl, you will. Yeah, so I'm actually 10 pounds lighter this time of year than I was last That's year. That's fantastic. You had a great year last year. You lost 10 pounds. That's a great year. That's awesome. So I went home, I uh, watched Maryland, which was great, and then I watched Jeopardy, and it was awesome. It's a big champ. It's a... Triple threat match. How would you rate that night on, on the, the Greg Sussman scale of oh, nights? Oh, it's high, man. 
Okay. I, I made a big ZD. That's Z- all we need. I made a big ZD. Make a big ZD. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Big win. Yes. In jeopardy. Yeah. What else do you want in a night? Nothing. And the Giants got a new coach. This is awesome. I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Losing out on that rule and a whole lot more. BFFs continue right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So what a range of emotions. What a range of emotions. So yesterday, I wake up, and I went to the Meadowlands, so I had to uh, work on our MSG rundown before I got there. I knew it was going to be a very busy day. I, didn't wanna, I wanted to make sure I got those notes in. because I knew we were taping early yesterday. I needed to get the notes in. So I woke up, I showered, and I worked from home putting those MSG notes in. So as I'm taking the bus out to the Meadowlands, uh, my friend's group chat's going nuts about uh, Matt Rule and Matt Rule this, Matt Rule that. I'm like, listen. And Jason, and the rumor was Jason Garrett, right? Like, was interested in the Giants. The Giants were interested in Jason Garrett. So I texted my buddies. I was like, guys, listen. Let's get this Matt Rule thing locked up today. There's nothing to worry about. We're not moving on the Jason Garrett nonsense. It's all good. It's all good. And then I get on the bus and I see the Greg Jinx. I'm like, what the hell? What, what did I do? That rule goes to the Panthers. And I'm just like, oh my God. I felt like you felt last year, Frank. When that rule announced he was going back to Baylor, I felt like Frank felt when we had just, as a Giants fan, lost that rule to Carolina. And I'm like, what are they going to do now? So then, like you and like all other fans, you try talking yourself in. To the other guys, right? You try looking for tea leaves of stuff that could go right. Like Adam Schefter reporting that uh, Matt Rule was their top candidate, but was one of several top candidates from uh, Josh McDaniels to Eric Bieniemy to uh, a host of others. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, we'll see what happens. And then you see the Jason Garrett rumors start flooding in. I'm like, you can't do this. Even Frank is texting me while giggling. Like, the copper to the Giants. And I just see it. I see it in my face of Frank giggling as he's texting that to me. It's true. I was. And I'm just like sitting there. And all honesty, and I hope, you know, not everyone important is watching. But I'm sitting there during this meeting, just scrolling down Twitter, being like, oh, my God. Like, what are they going to do? And I came around. And I'm like, you know what? I really kind of want Wink Martindale. I like it. I sold myself on Wink. Because I felt like, you're not going to like this comparison, but like, I felt like it's like a new age Rex, you know? Like, a hilarious dude to control a room, probably flame out in like three years. But like, for those three years, it's going to be fun. And I watched a press conference uh, with Wink Martindale today that said he thought he had a great interview, thought he got the job, and you know, he's disappointed that he didn't get it. I like you, Wick Martin. I think you're going to be a good head coach one day. But all of a sudden, I'm in this meeting. And before I see anything of my friend's texts, the Giants intend to hire Joe Judge. I'm like, what? Joe Judge? Now, I, you can't say I said, who the F is Joe Judge? Because I said that two days ago when they interviewed him. So I didn't have to do it this time. But they sign 
Joe Judge to be the next head coach in franchise in the franchise. And I have to say, Frank, and I've heard Gabe talk a lot about it, and I've heard others talk a lot about it. I think it's a great hire. Or has the potential to be a great hire? See, the Giants, their last two head coaches were Ben McAdoo, who was a quarterback's coach with the Packers, offensive coordinator for a couple of years with the Giants, got promoted. Right? He was a play caller. All he wanted to do was call plays. The offense, right? The opposite of Rex Ryan on the offensive end. Then he hired Pat Shermer, who had experience, certainly, as a head coach. Terrible experience, but experience. But was an offensive genius, an offensive guru, an offensive mastermind. Much like Adam Gase, right? Like, Yeah, guru. Definitely they, the word I would use. When they hired him, that's what he was. He was a quarterback whisperer. A guy that is an offensive mastermind. I wouldn't say it, but you can say whatever you want. That's what the thought was when they hired him. And the same with Pat Shermer, and the same with Ben McAdoo. He's going to help the quarterback. Joe Judge is not that. He is not an offensive mastermind. He is not an offensive play caller. He's not a defensive play caller. He doesn't do any of that. He is just a guy with the Giants want him with anything. Someone just to be a quote-unquote a leader. Just control the room. What Tom Coughlin did forever. Uh, Tom Coughlin, an offensive coordinator that called the offensive plays, a defensive coordinator that called the defensive plays, and that was it. Same with Bill Parcells. And that's what the Giants looked to, Dan Reeves even, when they were trying to hire a coach. Was a guy just to lead the room, let the coaches do the coaching thing, and he just runs the organization. And I give the Giants credit for going outside the box to do just that. I have no idea if Joe, Joe, if Joe Judge could be a good head coach. Like, and I, Matt Rule would have done the same thing. By correct. The yep. Correct. And that's why they liked Matt Rule. They didn't like Matt Rule for $70 million. A lot of money. And from everything you've read, Matt Rule called them and they're like, listen, I'll come and interview with you, but just so you know, this is where the offer has to start. And Joe Maher's like, are you effing kidding me? Right? Like, that's obviously what What's happened. Joe Judge's contract look like, Greg? I'm sure it's for <laughs> five years. Five years, $10 million. Five years, probably like 20, something like around that, like $4 million a year, something like that. But John Mara no doubt wanted Matt Rule. They thought they were getting Matt Rule. At $70 million, they were saying, Matt Rule is not worth it. Like, that's very obvious what happened. He's now the second highest paid coach in the NFL, right? Behind, behind John Gruden? Oh, right, John Gruden, I forgot. I thought, I thought Belichick, no? It, it might be behind Belichick as well, but he's up there he's for up sure. There. For he's somebody who has yeah. never coached in the NFL, by the way. Right. Outside of being an offensive line assistant with, uh, the with the Giants yeah. a couple of years ago. He's never coached in the NFL, so. Yeah. A lot of hype around Matt Rule. And mind you, I wanted the Jets to get Matt Rule. I said that yesterday, so. Uh, I, I like the opportunity. I like his potential. But, again, he hasn't been a head coach at the NFL level. But you like Joe Judge, overall. I, I don't know anything about Joe yeah. Judge. I can't lie to anybody and say I do, right? Like... So Joe, what do you say when... Joe Judge walked in this room, yeah. I wouldn't know who Joe Judge is. What do you say when Gabe is ranting and raving and yelling about how Joe Judge has never coached anything? Well, that's not true. He's been a special teams coach. He's been a special teams coach. Well, for the he's, a wide, a long time. he's a wide receiver coach this past year for the Patriots as well. Kind of, yes. Yes. But he's never been a head coach at the collegiate level, everything I've looked into. Correct. He has not been a head coach before. Ever. He has not coached offense. He has not coached defense. Right. Everyone's kind of relating this to John Harbaugh because right. he came from special teams as well. And that is and the John ideal Har scenario. Harbaugh's like that. He has an OC. Yep. He has Greg Roman. He has a DC, uh, Don Martin Martindale. Yep. yep. So that's what. So the, John, that's where the comparisons kind of begin and end between so, Joe Judge so John and John Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Is obviously like what you're wishing for. You're wishing this guy becomes John Harbaugh. Yeah. Obviously, and I have long said. 
that teams should hire special teams coaches because they work with the offense and they work with the defense. It makes sense. You don't want to find yourself in a situation and not to poo-poo on you in, in any way, like Rex Ryan, that has simply no idea what he's doing in the offensive end. That when a team is on offense, he has his headset turned to the defense. Like, you don't want that. That's a disaster. Now, it can work for small periods of time. Like, Sean McVay, obviously, was awesome just doing the offense. But from what you've read this year, he got more involved with the defense. And maybe it got worse, and maybe that's part of it. But, like, Sean McVay knew he just couldn't be an offensive play caller. Andy Reid, as much as he's involved with the offense, like, you know that guy controls his team. You know that, all right, Spags is running the defense, but it's only because Spags, Spags is respected by Andy Reid as long coach with Andy Reid. It is in his vision, obviously. So... I was okay with the Giants doing this to try to find a guy that could work with everybody, all-encompassing. So what did I say to Gabe this morning when I saw him? First thing was, I was like, hey, I disagreed. And he goes, you know, give me one example of it working. And of course, I say John Harbaugh. He goes, fine, that's an exception to the rule. But it rarely works. And I go, listen, the Giants have done this play caller thing before, offensively. It has not worked. They had to find somebody like Matt Rule, who was their first choice, to run the room and just run a program. They believe from their interviews and everything you read, Joe Judge clearly blew him away. And they believe this guy is going to come in and run that program. Now, where Joe Judge could go wrong is if he tries to be Bill Belichick, like Matt Patricia has before him. And like plenty of other assistants, Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell. Bill O'Brien, you know, I hate Bill O'Brien's a terrible head coach, but, you know, he's managed to win some games, luckily. But those guys that come in here and act like Bill Belichick, it's not going to win. You don't have to earn that respect. If Joe Judge tries to walk into the giant to MetLife Stadium and start being an a-hole because he can, because he's the head coach, to the players and to the media, it's not going to work. Greg, I have one question before we move on. We've got I'm the break ready, coming I'm ready to move on. I got other stuff. All right. Well, the Judge Hour. You gave me a segment, did you not? I have, I a minute, I have now 45 well, seconds it, it kind of The question I have kind of pertains well, we to Well, we can continue judge. on. But the, the yeah, point is, sure. you asked me another example. Yep. The head coaches on Monday night in the national championship game are Ed Ogeron and Davo Sweeney. 30. Never called plays in their life. Not once. Not saying that Joe judges those guys, but it can work and can be successful. There are plenty of different ways to win. Like, there's not just one right way to win where you can have a head coach who's offensive-minded, a head coach who's defensive-minded, and he doesn't get involved in the opposite of, uh, of his team. But there are plenty of different ways to win. We've seen that brought the history of the NFL, so only time will tell. I mean, you can rant and rave about Joe Judge. Nobody knows as of now. Ask your question after the break. Maybe. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Next daily fantasy legend, then go for the green with dailyroto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, only get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections, powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course the DailyRoto.com fantasy golf optimizer. Don't lay up. 
over the green with DailyRoto.com. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven-day golf membership. That is DailyRoto.com. Promo code is GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Uh, did you want to ask me your question? I'm sure you've thought about this already, Greg, so I'm going to ask you a, a two-parter here. Right. Who do you want? As the OC and DC for Joe Judge, and who do you think will be the OC and DC for Joe Judge? So I had read that just a few moments ago during the break that Patriots defensive line coach uh, Brett Bylema, who is the former head coach of Wisconsin, former head coach of Tennessee, uh, very well could be coming over as a defensive coordinator. So hopefully he's good. Sure, head coach experience right. college. Now you, I just feel like. With a guy this young, he's, what, 37 years old? Yeah, I think 38, yeah. 37, 38 years mm-hmm. old, doesn't have coaching experience. Don't you want to surround him with... He's a coach. He, has, coach. he has college coaching experience. Don't you want to surround him with guys who have NFL coaching experience? Sure. Wade, Wade Phillips comes to mind? Uh, no, I think it's overrated. You don't want Wade Phillips? Somebody's going to get Wade Phillips. Great. The Rams defense was still good this year. So I don't why, even know why the Rams let, him, let so go. why they let him go? I, I, I don't know. Exactly. Why would they get rid of obviously him? Obviously, the defense wasn't the problem. Obviously, they didn't think they got the most out if of it. They wanted Phillips. to let go of something that was the problem, then they should have let go of Sean McVay. The offense was the problem. So, like I said, they didn't think that they got the most out of their defense. That's why Bay Phillips is gone. I would disagree with that. Then they, what do you mean? Why is he gone? I don't. I, maybe they want to change it up. They want to go why, in a why different direction. Change? Why? Their defense was good. Their defense was not the problem. I think, I think, see, I disagree. I think they invested all of this money into these amazing defensive players, like the Jalen Ramsey trade, for instance, bringing in Clay Matthews. Yeah, but their defense up. wasn't the problem. Well, it's part of the problem. The biggest problem, problem on that team was their offense it, and Jared Goff. That it, is Sean McVay's job. I agree. That's fine. McVay's not going anywhere. The defense, they felt, could have been better than it was. The Rams were top 10 in both passing and rushing defensive I'm just efficiency. telling you what they thought. All right. Well, they are wrong. Who do you want as the OC? I Chad O'Shea. I don't want Chad O'Shea. Oh, that's going to be fun. I have no idea. Jason Garrett? Um, yes. No. Have you not thought about this? I have. I don't know the answer. That's a problem. Okay. I don't know. You don't have anybody. You can choose any person in the world. You don't know who anybody you would want the, to be the anybody OC? Anybody in the world? You know what I want as the OC? Who do you want as the OC? Uh, I want I told you, Mississippi State's ex-head coach. The guy that coached Saquon in college. That's what I want. Joe Moorhead. They have history together, right? He used to do no, stuff at had, Mississippi State. He, Joe Judge used to do something coach. at Mississippi State. He was State. head coach. Okay. He just got fired. Yep. The office coordinator I want just got fired. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Joe Judge is going to be the coach of Mississippi State. Is that weird? He was going to yeah. be, right? Yeah, like he was about to be named the, the head coach of Mississippi State. All right, enough Joe Judge, man. You should have been here yesterday if you wanted to talk coaches, Greg. I agree. I wanted to be. Was, uh, you yeah. asked me what I wanted so to do. So this goes back to what we said, what said in the first segment. Yeah. We've got to figure this out. We've got to get Greg Sussman back on the fantasy BFFs. So I'm here. The higher-ups are listening or watching. Get Greg back on the show. I'm here, man. So that he can talk about coaches. I'm here. Not spend the first 30 minutes of the show today talking about Joe Judge. It was a good, it was a good half hour. Great. What do you want to talk about, Frank? I got to what what do you want to do? What? No, 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 no. I got, we we, we I spoke about this before the show, what we were going to do. So why don't you lead us there, Sophomores. Right? Lead us to the Second-year players in fantasy football in right? 2020. Right. And we could go in any which direction you want to go in. No, 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 go, no. Do you want to go, do you go in the direction of the bigger-name players in their second year? The DK Metcalfs, the A.J. Browns, 
Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, what we expect from these guys, where they're going to go in drafts next year, or do you want to talk about maybe the sleepers in their second years? Daniel Jones, Andy Isabella, Hunter Renfro, the tight ends, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson. There's a lot of very promising players going into their second year in 2020. Which way do you want to go? I'd like to talk about sophomore wide receivers because traditionally right. it was the sophomore wide receivers that would make the jump, right? Like before we were, uh, everything has to happen now immediately type of system. It was about the second year, specifically with wide receivers. I think we saw that a little bit uh, with Christian Kirk. We saw that a little bit uh, with Cortland Sutton or a lot of it with Cortland Sutton. Who is going to be like this year's Cortland Sutton and Christian Kirk? Like that's what I want to find. Like we already know how good some players are. But I want to find who's the next one of those guys. I think, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is probably the phenomenal A.J. Brown. Well, so yeah, I was going to follow up your question by asking, do you think it's someone that is already on the radar? Because Cortland Sutton was going later on in drafts this year. Yeah. He was like a ninth, 10th, maybe ninth. later than so maybe, that round right, pick. So Christian else. Kirk, mid-round pick, 6th, 7th. Do you want it to be someone that so, had high expectations already? Or someone that might well, I think it's combina- surprise us? So I'd like season. to think it's a combination of, oh, I want to do all these wide receivers. Everyone that kind of falls into that category. So like Dante Pettis of this year, of 2018, maybe, or 2019, will probably be... We don't say that name. Devo Samuel 2020, right? No, 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 no. I assume? No, 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 no. no? Why? Because they both play on San Francisco? I don't mean like Debo Samuel suck. I mean oh. that... Like, Debo Samuel's very good. I mean that you'll draft Debo Samuel where you drafted Dante Pettis last year. That's what I'm saying. Probably. I yes. think Debo Samuel will probably be a top but, five or six round player next year. Which is where you were drafted. Around where you were drafting Dante Pettis. Yeah. So, I think that's fair. But that's I think Debo Samuel's a better player. Well, you thought Dante Pettis was I a better Dante player. <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't know what went wrong with Dante Pettis overall. I guess it, it had to be something to happen throughout training camp, butting heads with uh, Shanahan. Um, but overall, I think Dante Pettis showed us over the final month last season that he was a talented player. Now, Debo Samuel has done it more this season, more consistently. Great player yards after the catch. You get the ball in the hands of Debo Samuel. He's going to make plays happen. Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. I don't know that he's going to be back on this team. If Debo Samuel is the wide receiver one for the 49ers next year, he's going to be extremely hyped. He's going to go higher than what I just said. He's probably going to be a fourth-round pick if he's the only wide receiver. A lot remains to be seen. Obviously, George Kittle is still the top target in that offense. I think there's a chance that San Fran can either draft another wide receiver sign somebody, trade for an Odell Beckham. They were trying to trade for Odell Beckham last year with the New York Giants. It didn't work out. But I think we saw enough out of Debo Samuel this year to know that he is a player. What pops in my mind, Greg, I remember a couple of weeks ago they played against the Ravens in the pouring rain, and this guy catches a contested 20, 30-yard touchdown against Marcus Peters, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. So Debo Samuel's not just a guy that you give him screen passes, you give him quick slants, you let him work after the catch. Is that what A.J. Brown is? He proved that he can make contested catches down the field. A.J. Brown, if we're talking about him, he's more of that deep ball specialist. I think he could do a little bit of everything, um, whereas Debo is more of that, okay, short routes, let him make plays after the catch, but A.J. Brown is that mold of a do-it-all wide receiver. We saw that the size, the strength, the combination of everything that he has, uh, the 50-yard the receptions that he put up week after week. I hope Brian Tannehill's the quarterback again next year because clearly they have a connection, but we'll see what happens in the offseason in terms of the quarterback situation. But uh, yeah, I think A.J. Brown, uh, out of all of these, will be the highest-drafted wide receiver of all the second-year wide Does it depend who the quarterback is, though? Yes. 
I think Tannehill's back there. Probably. Probably. They said before last week Probably. they wanted to sign him long-term. I can't imagine that winning a game against the Patriots in Foxborough is going to hurt his chances of getting a long-term contract. So, Tannehill, look, I think the stats back it up. You can look at whatever you want from when he played with Adam Gase. I think you throw all of that out. I think he's finally in a system where he could thrive, where yep. he could be himself, yep. where he could throw the ball downfield. They have a great running back. They need to re-sign Derrick Henry as well. I think they will. I think the Titans will do that. And all those things combined, good offensive line in Tennessee. Clearly something is working between him and offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. I think that we have enough of a sample size here now with Tannehill that you can trust him going into next year with A.J. Brown. And you'd rather have A.J. Brown, as you just said, than Debo. Yes. And over D.K. Metcalf. That's the next name you obviously have to bring up. Who's, I, I said it uh, on Monday, and D.K. Metcalf, after what we saw in the playoffs, he's going to go in the fourth round. I, that's what I'm, I'm convinced of it. And the poll that we took said fifth round. I think he winds up going in the fourth round. You have D.K. Metcalf third out of those three? No, second. I think he'll go behind so A.J. Brown, Debo but ahead of Debo. Yeah. Interesting. I put out the poll before the show, Greg, okay. asking who, which second-year wide receiver do people want most? And A.J. Brown is the leader with 52.9% of the vote. D.K. Metcalf, 35.3% of the vote. Just 8% for Terry McLaurin. 4% for Debo Samuel. He is last. I like Debo. He is behind Terry McLaurin. I like Debo. Should that be the case? No. Should Debo be behind Terry McLaurin? No. You might be able to argue that Terry McLaurin is a better all-around wide receiver. Debo's the man. But he's just, A, not in a better uh, offensive system overall than Debo is. And we still have some question marks over Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, yesterday, Scott Turner named the offensive coordinator of Washington, Greg. Yes. So I think the situation for Debo is better. Better quarterback in Garoppolo. Uh, better offensive system in Kyle Shanahan, obviously. I, I'm interested in Washington, what they're going to do uh, with Scott Turner as the OC. We spoke about the potential of Darius Geis being a workhorse running back with Scott Turner as the OC next year. The Turners love their workhorse running backs, Greg. They do. I also thought the Turners used to love their tight ends. We didn't really see Washington that. doesn't really have one, unless you're excited about Jeremy Sprinkle. I'm sure you're probably going to draft Jordan Reed. You'll talk me to Jordan Reed somehow. No, he, he's got to retire, doesn't he? Uh you, you, you do it every year. How about Vernon Davis, Craig? Can we bring him back? You do it every <laughs> back year. Back from the dead? You do it every year. Undertaker gif? That's Vernon Davis? Mm. So if I'm ranking these, I would, uh, I would agree with the poll, but I don't think it's as egregious as the poll says. Okay. Uh, Debo Samuel's just 4%. That's crazy to me. I think it should be A.J. Brown's probably going to be a third or fourth round player next year. I think D.K. Metcalf is a fourth or fifth round player next year. Third. Debo Samuel goes right behind those guys. Fifth or sixth. And I think McLaurin is probably in a similar range to Debo. Maybe he goes a little bit later than him. Maybe six or seven. I think they all kind of go in succession. But to me, I think the most impressive one by far is A.J. Brown. He has the look. He has the build. He passes the eye test. The metrics back up A.J. Brown. He gives you everything you want from a fantasy perspective and a wide receiver. When we come back, I want to take a look at some of these unheralded, not unheralded, but like lesser wide receivers. You mentioned Terry McLaurin. You mentioned Andy Isabella. Get on them. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more.
back here, BFFs. Frankie Stample, Greg Salsa. We're talking about the sophomore wide receivers. You want to move on to the NBA? Or you want it to continue what I want? I'm fine with either one. Frank, I don't want to let you down. You did a lot of notes for the NBA. I'm fine. Uh, we could do whatever. I, right. I would like to get to both of them if we can. All right, so then let's hop in there and get to these unheralded, not unheralded, but like more of a breakout guys. Guys you're going to take later. And maybe Terry McLaurin's not as late as some of the other guys we're going to talk about. But Terry McLaurin, to me, was fourth on the list of, of sophomores that you named. Uh, McLaurin with Dwayne Haskins had a really nice breakout, surprising rookie season. What could he do uh, to follow that up a year later? Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some skepticism involved because it comes down to the play of Dwayne Haskins. And we saw Haskins get better over the final month of the season. He still wasn't great by any means. A lot of Terry McLaurin's fantasy production came from when Case Keenum was the quarterback, a veteran who could actually get the ball in his hands. There's definitely a chance that Dwayne Haskins takes that next step next year. Uh, Their offensive line is decent. They have to uh, re-sign Brandon Scherf, and we'll see what happens with Trent Williams, if anything. But... They have to shore up that offensive line because, again, the the development of Terry, uh, of Dwayne Haskins is reliant on the offensive line play. So if they can keep him standing upright, I think that there's a chance that you know he can actually get better in year two. And obviously, I think his go-to guy uh, will be Terry McLaurin. There's not really another wide receiver to speak of here. Kelvin Harmon was another rookie uh, that they drafted this past season but didn't really stand out yet. Uh, it doesn't mean that he can't. They don't really have a tight end to speak of. Darius Geis is there. You know, Chris Thompson can catch passes out of the backfield. Terry McLaurin should be the go-to guy, but a lot of it is dependent on the play of Dwayne Haskins and whether or not they can keep him upright, Greg. Yeah, so I, I think Washington and Terry McLaurin with Ron Rivera, we'll see how Scott Turner ultimately uses his guys, but another name that came to my mind, Frankie, was in Baltimore. Where Hollywood Brown had a really nice rookie season. Where does he go next year? He's an interesting one. I think I don't think it's going to change what they do in the offseason because I don't really think that they're going to sign a wide receiver. I think that they're likely going to keep the personnel that they have now for Lamar Jackson because he just won the MVP. Why would they change anything? They have a great tight end in Mark Andrews. They have you know supplemental pieces in Hayden Hurst. Uh, they have you know some name. Miles Boykin is going to be a second year player as well. I think that this offense flows through their run game, and then when they need to pass, it's going to be a lot of Hollywood Brown and obviously Mark Andrews. The problem for Hollywood Brown is his target share, Greg. I don't know that the targets are going to get much better in year two. You look at his play style, uh, they'll take a few deep shots per game with Hollywood Brown, and they can get creative, you know, get him out in space. He's he's a Deshaun Jackson type of receiver. I don't know that he's an all-around wide receiver like these uh, Terry McLaurins, like these A.J. Browns in the NFL, he's smaller. He's you know he's got a slight frame. I don't know that you want to uh, get him tackled all that much. You give him more targets, he's gonna he's gonna leave himself open to potentially getting hurt. So I think that they'll take a few deep shots per game with him, but he'll probably be drafted as a higher end wide receiver three with boomer bust potential. Wherever that is, seventh eighth round. I feel like that's where a wide receiver like that usually goes. So probably drafted as a top thirty wide receiver. Does that make sense? So. It- I, I think it'll be close, to be honest with you, to be inside the top 30. And my problem with Malcolm Brown is I think he's a guy that you're, um, you're going to feel comfortable with starting as a flex player, a wide receiver three. Would you really feel comfortable with him as your wide receiver three every week? But that's my point. Yeah. The answer is no. And more often than not, it's going to be one of those annoying things 
where you have him on the bench and the game he goes off. And you put him in your lineup the next week and he sucks. Best ball. That's where you draft Hollywood Brown. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. But if you play in a league where, you know, points scored matters, if you play in a high-stakes format, this is also a player that you want to look at because he does have high upside. He plays in one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in Lamar Jackson. He's likely going to be the number two target getter on this team behind Mark Andrews. There are things to like about Hollywood Brown. To me, he's just very slight in frame. He's smaller. He's very fast. But you also have to worry about injury risk with Hollywood Brown. We saw some injuries this year. He has a foot injury. I believe it's a list Frank going back to his days at college as well. So you have to worry about that. I don't know that they're ever going to just ask him to be that number one guy uh, and give him those targets and that okay. target share that a number one normally sees. You've been talking about uh, earlier about Andy Isabella as somebody that could step up for the Cardinals this year. I know the community of fantasy players love Andy Isabella. Yep. The scouts love Andy Isabella. Cliff Kingsbury had him fourth or fifth on the death chart most of the year. Why are you buying Andy Isabella in year two? Yeah, I don't think that he was ready necessarily this year. I don't know that they wanted to use him all that much yet. But we saw flashes this year. He's extremely quick. He's a slot receiver out of college. And Larry Fitzgerald probably retires. I don't think that Larry Fitzgerald is going to return for another season next year. If that's the case, uh, then I think we're looking at Christian Kirk. Andy Isabella obviously in the mix. They run a ton of four wide receiver sets. It's hard to figure out on a weekly basis who Kyler Murray is going to be throwing the ball to, but I think that you want some exposure to this offense. Everybody's excited about Kyler Murray for next year, Greg. I see our former BFF, Michael Florio, tweeting about how Kyler Murray is a top five fantasy quarterback in 2020. Well, if you like Kyler Murray, you got to like who he's throwing the ball to. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be Christian Kirk. I think they probably draft another wide receiver. Okay. Either you know in the second round or they sign somebody, uh, but I do think Andy Isabella with Larry Fitzgerald likely gone will see a big uptick in opportunity, and I think that the talent is there when it comes to Isabella. Where does Christian Kirk go next year? I think that he's drafted probably in a similar range as Hollywood Brown, like a top thirty wide receiver. You know, uh, you know what? If Fitzgerald's gone, it's probably higher than that. I like Kirk a lot more than I like Hollywood Brown. Yeah, if if. If Fitzgerald's gone, he, people are probably looking at him as the wide receiver one for that team. So maybe closer to that fifth round range. Probably not dissimilar from this year, but maybe a little bit higher. I think when everything was said and done this year, he kind of settled in you know, round six through eight. It's probably a little bit higher than that. I just realized I called Hollywood Brown Malcolm Brown, like the running back. You did. Instead of Marquise Brown. Like I, didn't want, I didn't want to... Uh, not my momentum. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to call you out on air. Should hey. I? You want, is that what you want me to do? Absolutely. Yeah, call you out on yeah, air? Man, okay. I, you, you just say you mean Marquise Brown. Okay. This is, obviously, it's a slip. But yes. Um, who, who am I? Forty and slip. Does that mean uh, you're worried about Todd Gurley next year and you want to draft Malcolm Brown? Maybe, man. What other sophomore wide receivers am I forgetting? Oh, I got one for you. Darius Slayton. I was just about to ask you about Slayton. Yeah. I, he clearly has a rapport with Daniel Jones. He There's does. no doubting that. There's talent there for sure. But my problem is... I think that the Giants' offense is going to turn into one that's going to be very frustrating. And what I mean by that is I think that they're going to have four legitimate options that Daniel Jones looks at every single week, including Saquon Barkley, make that five. We're going to have five options that are in the pass game every single week, from Evan Engram to Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Saquon Barkley. And you're not really going to know who the go-to guy is unless that there's a very obvious matchup. Like Darius Slayton plays on the outside, uh, the team that they're going up against, the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, has bad corners on the outside. We want to use Darius Slayton in that game. Outside of that, I think trying to find consistency in the Giants' passing attack next year is going to be something that's very hard, Greg. 
Yeah, so I think there's a lot of, and we said this coming into this year, with Evan Ingram and Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, there's a lot of mouths to fill. Saquon Barkley, there's a lot of mouths to fill. And now there's a fifth in Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton is a legit fifth. What is the offensive scheme going to be the New York Giants? Who's going to be the offensive coordinator? What are we going to learn? Those are all questions you have to ask yourselves. I don't want to say he's like Hollywood Brown, where you're not going to, you're not sure when the big game is going to come. And now the Sterling Shepherds, Evan Ingers of the world have been very injury prone over the past couple of years. I don't know. I'm not like I was never super into Darius Slayton this year, as you know. I don't know that I'm going to be next year. Two more names that I'll just throw out that I think are interesting: Miko Hardman. Is there a chance that the Chiefs can move on from Sammy Watkins? If we get Miko Hardman as a starter on the outside with Tyreek Hill consistently, I think he showed a ton of explosiveness here, both in the return game and as a uh, a deep deep receiver um, for this Kansas City Chiefs offense. And obviously, we want exposure to the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes. We know what he can do. So if McCole Hardman's opportunity and his targets can grow, I think he's an interesting name, a very efficient player. And then Hunter Renfro. We joked that he was in college forever, but his first year, he actually made a pretty big impact. He was a waiver wire pickup wide receiver. He got hurt for a little bit there, bounced back at the end of the season, had some big games here. It'll depend on who the quarterback is, but John Gruden drafted him for a reason. He's clearly their slot receiver now and for the future. Uh, I think that they probably draft a wide receiver this year in the first round. Jerry Judy, a CD Lamb, Mm -hmm. someone like that. Mm -hmm. They need a legitimate wide receiver opposite Tyra Williams, Uh, but I do think that Hunter Renfro is going to be the slot receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders in 2020. Yeah, Hunter Renfro was a guy that I like coming in this year. Um, and I, I absolutely think he has a role, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, and I think he will do some major, major damage uh, for teams. I, I like him. Uh, I think he's a guy that I'm going to... You, you pick it like round 10, right? Something like that. I, I think it makes sense. I'm in uh, on Hunter Renfro. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? do I have the list of sophomore receivers in oh, front of me that I could roll. I could roll run off down. We have not spoken about. Uh, Nikhil Harry, we haven't spoken about. Not interested. Not interested. Well, depends who the quarterback is. Uh, Paris Campbell. I'm not doing that. Depends who the quarterback is Screw for Indianapolis. It. Deontay Johnson with Pittsburgh. Flashed a little bit this year. A little bit. Jacoby Myers, Miles Boykin, JJ Arthega Whiteside. I see. I thought about him, but he had. You could have he had a better. Nothing. You couldn't have had a better opportunity he, than he, he had. Nothing yeah. this year. So those are really the those are the biggest names. Yeah, we spoke about everyone. Oh, we did else. well. Uh, Jalen Hurd from okay. S- San Francisco. No. Yeah, all right, proud of us. Good job. Go us. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Let's go. So uh, tonight, there's nine games in the NBA. Last night, there were uh, six games, I believe, uh, in the NBA. The big story was your boy, Doctor Doom. Dr. Doom. And I don't want to copyright that. I don't want to steal that. I want to give credit where credit's due. Our boy, Josh Lloyd, RedRock underscore B-Ball on Twitter. We had him in studio for the NBA Fantasy Hour last year. Does a great job in terms of fantasy basketball. That is all him. He called him Dr. Doom. I saw that on Twitter, and I thought it was awesome. So I brought it up to you. But yeah, Sekou Doomboya. From a fantasy perspective, Greg, mm. this guy's going to have all the opportunity in the world. Blake Griffin under undergoes the knee surgery yesterday. We'll get an update from Virginia tomorrow yes, regarding we, Blake yes, Griffin. Yes, we will. We'll get some NFL. We'll get a Tua update from Virginia. We'll get some other NBA updates as well. Uh, but Sekou Dumboya, definitely flashing a little bit here. The minutes are there. Getting an opportunity to play. Uh, you want to see the rebounds better from last night, just two rebounds. But it's hard when Andre Drummond is grabbing 20 rebounds himself. Some defensive upside from Doomboya uh, can shoot a little bit from the outside. If you play in a fantasy league where he's available, 
definitely, definitely look to add Sekou Dumboya. Yeah, he's the guy. Now, Luke Kennard's ultimately going to be back. Marquise Morris is going to be back. When, when is Luke Kennard going to be back, though, right? I don't know. We ask as a Luke Kennard owner. Because um, I, I saw just an update yesterday. No timetable on Luke Kennard. <laughs> like, his knees are bad. Right. This Pistons team, great. What do you make of this Pistons team, great? I think what I think of it every year, Frank. They're, they're just gonna in hover, limbo, right? They're going to hover around the eight spot. They're not going to do any damage. And they have Andre Drummond. That's all. Do you think they trade Andre Drummond before the deadline? I think they do. I think they do also. If he's not going to re-sign with the team, he's going to opt out. He has a player option here where he can make him clearly make max money. And I brought this up to Venture because he said, Andre Drummond's been around the league for a while. Yeah. He's got to be old, right? Came like, out this freshman year at UConn, right? 26 years old. Yeah, freshman when he left UConn? Yeah. Yeah. 26 years old. So, he's going to get a max contract. There's no doubt about it. I think they trade Andre gotta Drummond. Ima- and you got to imagine. I think they should trade everybody that Andre, who's not part of the future. That obviously. Andre Drummond is, has, one, in his eyes, one more massive four or five-year contract. That's it. Why not? I mean, by the time that contract ends, he's going to be 30-31. Yeah, man. Maybe big, not a massive deal, but big he'll be able with, to get a good... Big men with those knees fall very quickly. Look like Greg Monroe, right? True. Same. So... I've seen some rumors regarding the Pistons uh, potentially trading like a Derrick Rose and a Markeith Morris for Kyle Kuzma. And I think that makes a lot of sense. For you me. really think the Lakers are going to trade Kuzma? Huh? I do. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Just to get more I pieces? I don't see why they wouldn't. Because A, he's young and you could get a lot of assets to help you win now. You have LeBron James. Your window to win is now, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Uh, and they wanna, they're want to. they going to bring back Anthony Davis. I know he turned down the max deal yesterday. But that's because he can make more money if it goes to the offseason. So obviously he wants to make more money. So in the we offseason. can't like you know their window like, to win. We can't like cross our fingers. No. Okay. No, Just you wondering. can't. Uh, their window to win is now, next year two or three. I think getting a Derrick Rose, a Markeith Morris, some of those peripheral options to help uh, is better than what Kyle Kuzma could give that team right now. We get your best bets for the NBA. What up next? Game time decisions. Kyle Lowry. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, we got three minutes to go, Frankie. Normally reserve this for three questions in three minutes, but I thought we'd do NBA best bets. That's cool with you. Let's go. Do you have anything else you want to say about the NBA? I know Jarrett Culver went off. People are talking about him. Jarrett Culver is a hot waiver wire ad right now. It's probably already been added, but getting an opportunity to start, and he's playing very well alongside Shabazz Napier with the Minnesota Timberwolves. What is going on with Carl Anthony Towns? They're just going to list him as day-to-day for the next month of the season, I guess. Uh, Hopefully... Get him in blue and orange, Greg. I told you yesterday. He's the guy I think that's coming. I hope so. I hope I'm right, man. All we can do is hope and so, pray. That's what we do every year, Frank. What we do every year. Uh, as I said, nine games on the slate today. Uh, anything stand out to you? Uh, so, obviously, we will be doing the NBA MSG segment for today. It's called Inside the Line. Inside the Line. You, you could catch that uh, tonight. Two minutes. 
at uh, 8.25, I believe? 8.25, yes. It is normally five minutes before the NBA pregame. The NBA, uh, the Knicks pregame, the Knicks start at 9 o'clock tonight. Their pregame starts at 8.30, so we'll be on at 8.25. So uh, we've done the most research on the Knicks and the Bucks games tonight. Yes, we have. Uh, I like the over in the Bucks and the Warriors game. I understand the Warriors are not very good, Yeah. but both of these teams have been going over recently. The Bucks are first in pace. They're second in scoring. They're third in offensive rating. I think that they're going to do enough, and I think that uh, the Golden State Warriors will chip in. I like the over in that game. Greg. I like Milwaukee in that game. But the game the that... spread, man. 13 and a half points. Yeah, they, uh, they've been favored by that, I think, seven times this year. Uh, and they've covered the majority, I think, the stat I had was. It was four and three. They're four and three in those. That's games. more than three. That's what I thought, four and three. Um, on the other side, not the other side, but another game I like is a game that DFS players are talking about, Frankie. It is the Houston Rockets and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I don't, What's the total in that game? It's probably like what, two, do you, what do you think it is? Uh, 235. 236.5. Yeah. I, it's like, I don't think there's a number that can get me to go under. I'm going over. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it does not matter what it is. I'm going over. I'm just yeah. really, I'm just really happy, by the way, that we got the Thunder right yesterday. 30. Oh gosh, what a sweat job that we was. got it right. The Oklahoma City Thunder in Brooklyn. Our Oklahoma City. A Thunder. lot of late money coming in on the Brooklyn Nets there, Greg. But you know what? Overtime, my Thunder pull it out. Chris Paul is not done yet. How about those Oklahoma City Thunder, man? Billy Donovan doing a phenomenal job. Nice, you can trade away Russell Westbrook. You can trade away Paul George. Can't take away Billy Donovan. Nine and one in their last ten games. Frank Stanfield, I am Greg Sauce. Thanks so much for watching the BFFs. Wager talks up next. We'll do all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.